that recording. Yeah, all right. Welcome to Return to Oz Minute. This is the podcast where we're analyzing the 1985 film Return to Oz. One, my starts with and ends with notes today are ironic minute at a time. <laughs> so let, I'll do our introductions first. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. Uh, and I love that I can see you just went to look and see what my starts with and ends with notes are. Today we're talking about minute 14, which starts with the nurse telling Dorothy you may have a nap if you wish, and ends with Dorothy explaining she's here because she can't sleep. <laughs> and I didn't put that together until I was prepping to say this out loud into my microphone for this podcast. Um... This is a little bit quiet. Well, it's definitely a quieter minute than we've had the past few minutes. We've been getting Dorothy to this doctor. Auntie M's been living. Auntie M. Aunt M. I'm never going to get over that. Has left her overnight so that the doctor can perform his electrical marvelous whatever. He's a quack. Run. Um. But in this one, Dorothy is escorted to a room of her own. All, all you can want is a room of one's own. Dorothy has nothing to fear in this hospital. Wondered how you were going to spin that. <laughs> um, this is a kind of depressing room of its own, though. How dusty is that mirror dresser thing? It's pretty dusty. They may have excellent meals, but their maid service is lacking. <laughs> yeah, you, you mentioned house elves before, and I think this minute is definitive proof that there are no house elves at Dr. Worley's. Because they would not be okay with the state of this room. Uh, well, some of them might. Creature. Hmm, that's true. Creature would very much enjoy this hospital. Doctor's office. Whatever we're calling it. This, this place. This place that we are in. Creature would adore. He and the nurse would get along like fireworks. Yeah. They really would. I mean, it all kind of fits. We've talked before about the... It's not the cinematography. Just the look of this movie. So far, we've been in Kansas and it's very much all felt of a piece and I think that's part of this room being so bare being so dusty it's fitting right in with this gray drab feeling that we have but that this is not cool like Aunt Em would not have left her if she'd seen this room I feel like yeah well I mean she did read an article about electroshock therapy and say, hey, let's do that. <laughs> now, now, in, in her defense, um, and, and also things that don't match up with the real world timeline, because electroshock therapy didn't exist yet, the ad was just advertising electrical healing. Electrical healing, electrical all right, it had to be done. I'm really sorry for all our listeners, but you know you've all had that stuck in your head this whole time. Um, oh. Please say something. 
so there are some deleted scenes from this movie and one of them is uh, does include the introductory scene uh, where the nurse answers the door and the exchange of you must be dotty that that's that did get filmed uh, don't want to go too much into the deleted scenes because it's a there, there's a bunch of there's a lot of scenes included here I don't want any spoilers uh, to get in the way uh, but the nurse is sort of friendly uh, saying please come in it's a much different feel than we see from her in the final cut of the film so yeah they wanted nothing. this <laughs> they wanted us to be as uncomfortable as possible uh yeah she has that weird sternness where she's not the line you may have a nap if you wish is not like a scary mean line that's a perfectly reasonable thing for a person to say. It's the way she says it. It's the vibe coming off her that it's just like, man, she's creepy. <laughs> and uh, in the script, uh, she actually says, you may take a nap if you wish. Oh, okay. Which I think is friendlier and less, I don't know, autocratic. That's the wrong word. Authoritarian. Like... You may have a nap if you wish. Really, seem I don't know. At least to me, it's like you're putting yourself, you're dis distancing yourself from the person. But yeah. hey, come in. Here's a room. Take a nap. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Jean Marsh could have said, "You may take a nap if you wish." Sound creepy too, if she wanted to. I mean, she made you. We have excellent meals here. Sound like I would never eat at this restaurant. <laughs> Good. She is very good. I mean, giving me nightmares, but that's what you're supposed to be getting here. I just love that it starts with like, go to you know, go to sleep, kid. It's like, but I'm here because I can't sleep. Um. So she leaves Dorothy alone in the room. We kind of get to look around, and then a yellow-haired girl is back. Before that, though, oh. right before that, second 29, mm -hmm. Dorothy sees the yellow-haired girl as a reflection and then turns around. This okay, is becoming a thing. It is a definitely a thing, and it's um, one thing where I had said in the, when we first see her, she looks perfectly friendly. Like, she doesn't look like she's part of this creepy hospitalness going on, but... How did she get in Dorothy's room without opening the door? Like, you don't hear the door open. She just, like, appears. So, I don't know that I am down with this yellow-haired girl. Uh, she's, she's giving me a funny feeling in my tummy. I don't trust it. And also... Like, in what culture is saying this is for you and handing a stranger a tiny jack-o'-lantern traditional Halloween fair? Well, uh, according to the script, their conversation has a tentative, awkward rhythm. The, girls, the girl says it's Halloween soon. Dorothy says, I know. 
Clearly, that was George Lucas's influence here. Remembering <laughs> his work on Star Wars, even though he was no, no, he was against I know, but yeah. I think the bigger issue is the girl says, "Why are you here, Dorothy? Uh, how does she know her name? She can walk through doors. Right. She can read minds." I'm telling you, she's not going Now, the one thing is, since she was hanging out outside the doctor's office, perhaps she was dropping some eaves and heard him say Dorothy, because the doctor does say her name several times Yes. in that scene. So potentially she just overheard that. And since she saw her through the window, she, d she knows that it's Dorothy. But that doesn't explain a lot of other things going on here. Um... I, I just think, again, Dorothy is so chill. Like you said, it's kind of awkward. Tentative is a good word, but she's just like, thanks. She's making polite conversation. She's just going along with this. Oh, and I got really disappointed because I thought I had found another, the same way that we found a flag that was much more 1985 than 1899. I thought this jack-o'-lantern was wrong because I was thinking of Halloween as portrayed in the movie Meet Me in St. Louis. I knew that Halloween was very different back in the day, but literally in my notes I wrote, darn it, darn it, darn it. Uh, because if you study the history of Halloween and I was on deliriumsrealm.com slash history dash Halloween dash America. Uh, yeah, jack-o'-lanterns go way back to like the original pagan celebrations. And that's the only thing she mentions for Halloween. You know, she doesn't talk about like trick-or-treating or anything like that. So this is, as far as we know, an accurate exchange between two kids in October of 1899. That doesn't mean it's not weird. It's definitely weird, just in that we know, or we can only believe that uh, a random girl here either is somehow working at the hospital or house, whatever it is, uh, or she's a patient of some sort. And if they took away her lunch, why would she have a pumpkin? If this is just an overnight clinic, you don't usually bring your pumpkin with you. <laughs> don't forget your pumpkin. Um, Douglas Adams minute. Um, no, I... It never occurred to me to wonder if she, like, lives here. I always assumed she was another patient. But... You're right. I assume she's a patient who's been here a while. And and we'll get more of why I thought that in minutes to come in my defense. But even if she has been there a while, where'd this pumpkin come from? Are they, like, having craft day down in the kitchen with the nurse where they're carving jack-o'-lanterns? I mean... We can only assume that that's what's going on. Also, that's tiny. It's a, it's a great prop, but 
really? No. <laughs> well, most of the larger pumpkins were destroyed by the tornado. Oh, that, that's a good point. We've only had six months to grow things. <laughs> the harvest was now, small. I started to ask if we thought the tornado made it up to Cottonwood Falls, but I forgot 11,000 people perished. So, yeah, it definitely did. Uh, <laughs> My apologies to anyone in Kansas or possibly Missouri, <laughs> since that's potentially where they live. Well, it's not. But... Yeah, that the, the Missouri apology is mine, where I'm like, maybe Dorothy's not from Kansas, and you'd be like, Tyranny? She says she's from Kansas. Like, a lot. It's a whole thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, sorry. The coastal elite is back in full flesh effect. I recently, this is slightly off minute, but it is related, and I feel like it would explain a lot of, uh, you know how on Facebook you can do that little map of where you visited? Yeah. And it shows, like, the pink ones? So I did one and it was all of the West Coast, all of the East Coast except Georgia, and then Illinois, Indiana, and Colorado. <laughs> and that was it. So when they when I make jokes about the coastal elite, I feel like I've earned that because apparently that's the only place I've gotten to visit so far. <laughs> I couldn't believe how perfectly it lined up. And and Colorado and Illinois, Indiana was only because of family stuff. So I I have a ways to go. I want to visit all 50 states, but it's going to be, it's going to be a bit. <laughs> it might take a, might, might take a bit, but yeah, you can, uh, you'll be able to get that done. Yeah, I, I'm a woman on a mission. Oh, and I had Hawaii, so... You went to Hawaii? Man, everyone's been to Hawaii. Everyone's been to Italy. All right, let's not start this. Okay. Um, no, I went to Hawaii after college. Uh, or af So I worked the summer after college, and then a friend that I had worked with and I basically used all the money we'd made that summer to run away to the beach for six weeks. So we did two weeks in South Carolina and a month in Hawaii. And then I came back and was sleeping on my parents' sofa. It was not my finest hour, but you know what? Worth it. <laughs> um, Hawaii is awesome. You know what? I highly recommend it. <laughs> you know what else is awesome? So I just dropped a picture uh, from one of Pons Mar's art shows. Back to Pons Mar minute, everyone. Uh, Woo! I missed him. <laughs> and I've got to say, it's just fantastic. We'll have a link in the description for the episode for sure. Whoa. I don't, just not much description or anything with it, but I'll just, I'll just leave it that it's, it's just fantastic. I kind of like it without description. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't think it's him. I think it's a photograph. It's definitely not him, I guess. Uh, no, unless he has significantly changed. Because I've been looking at photographs of him for a while now, researching this. And, I mean, that that could be hidden, but it's not. It's um, definitely not him. Yeah, I, I was going to start describing it, but I like your way better. Um, 
Man, I like this, which is weird because I can go back and forth with modern art. I'm I'm either down or I'm not. Anyway, it's it, it's a gentleman in a classic suit, uh, in a heavily graffitied hallway of sorts with uh, some sort of prop. It's <laughs> the worst description. Uh, well, that's why I didn't want to do it. <laughs> okay, I want maybe I'll. You took one for the team there. Maybe I'll take it out. No, I'm gonna leave all of it in. I'm gonna even leave my okay. apology for the terrible description in. Okay. Loyal listeners, it's my it's my <laughs> penance for all these tornado theories. <laughs> That's okay. We've both come up with some very odd theories doing this show, but it's, I. I actually, are you caught up on Indiana Jones Minute? They've been talking about Temple of Doom. I've been talking about Temple of Doom a lot because I've been listening to it. Um, But they were talking about the difference between watching Steven Spielberg movies at normal pace and watching them one minute at a time. And there was a very uh, hilarious realization today when uh, I think it was Tom Taylor one of them was like it's almost as if this doesn't stand up to minute by minute scrutiny (laughs) but if you're watching it just watching it as a movie it's great it just goes it flows it's fine and that's kind of how I feel with this movie of there are so many things that you just go along with as a kid as a casual viewer you're just getting through these Kansas minutes trying to get to Oz. And now that we're analyzing them, there are so many things where I'm just like, but, but why? And, and it, it's decisions like we'll leave in Franklin, even though this is the minute where we see the, originally you wanted Franklin because you saw a jack-o'-lantern in a window there, which they didn't do there. We now have a jack-o'-lantern here. We didn't need that, but they're still there. They could have just made it that the doctor wasn't frank. Like, this is so... I don't know. There's so many weird decisions going on here. And things that sort of make sense, but then they don't all hang together. Yeah, for a movie that's 110 minutes through the credits. Like, it's... You know, it, it, it's... Un, I mean, that's, it's under two hours. Uh, it just... It's a ride, you know, it's a, it's a thrill per second as you're going through it. Like, this, this movie is really tight. I, I have no critical background to uh, analyze film in this way, but it's just shot by shot by shot advancing the plot. Uh, there's not a lot of, breath- there doesn't feel like a lot of breathing room. So it, it, it's weird to go through minute by minute and be, be like, oh, well, this is just... Why? Why is this there? Uh, especially looking at the at the script and seeing some of the deleted scenes. Like there's there's weird choices that we've come up with, and there's duplicate uh, du- duplicate ideas. They they had the pumpkin introduced for a specific reason. They cut the pumpkin out, but they left the rest of the scene. <laughs> like, as you, as you're saying, yeah. sure. Why? <laughs> Watching the movie, you'd never notice that you've spent 30 seconds you didn't need to in Franklin. <laughs> well, and 
and I was thinking, too, when we looked at the map of Cottonwood Falls, and we're like, look at the river, look at how it's laid out, this makes perfect sense. But then you look at it in relation to everything else, and you're like, no, it doesn't make perfect sense. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's interesting. But I think, I really liked the way you said, like, it just moves from shot to shot. But it's, it's very much, uh, here's this adventure, next adventure, next adventure, next adventure, as it goes along. Um, which I think makes it great for dividing up and inviting guests. <laughs> uh, I've told everyone who's reached out to us, like, let me know if you have a favorite character or scene or something. And that so far... That has mostly worked out very well. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it's it's a series of short introductions and yeah, and and adventures. Like, yep. Uh, as she as she meets people, she does things, and some some characters do other things, and we just keep moving along. It's <sighs> it's the time watching this film does not seem like two hours. No. Well, I was just trying to think because I would have watched it on the Disney Channel, which I don't think did commercials during its movies. I think it was only in between. And like on a TV show back then. I would have to double check it. But what I was wondering is I would love to know where they put the commercial breaks in this movie. Probably some very weird editing well because that's i'm always i'm fascinated by stuff like that and i i'm actually very amused by now that everything's on like netflix and hulu and just streams with no commercials the uh when it fades to black and then fades back up and repeats what just happened because that's where the commercial break was originally it's super annoying but also weirdly charming to me and I used to love that in movies, like, oh, especially if there's, like, a really weird commercial break. Like, it just doesn't make sense the way it fit in. I feel like when they used to do Star Wars weekends on TNT, there were a couple where it was just like, why? Why would this be? Why would you not wait, like, 30 more seconds? Because there was a wipe. I don't know, but this is another thing. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I would be really curious. I'm I'm fairly certain that Disney did not put commercials during the movies back then. But I would be very curious if you were airing this with commercials where you'd put them. Because as you said, it's not actually two hours, which usually lends itself very well to a two-hour slot. <laughs> This has been, Tierney watched way too much television as a kid. She's now realizing live on air. Well, I think with that realization, I should go lie down and think about my misspent youth. It's Star Wars weekends and WB shows every weeknight. And you can lie down in a dusty room, yeah. talk to a strange oh, girl. Get a pumpkin. Bed's dusty too? I didn't even think of that. I don't think the patients here do a lot of sleeping. Uh. 
in, yeah. you know, beds. Stop, stop. I'm going to have nightmares. Um, yeah, for those of you just joining us, Tierney's not down with the electroshock therapy for children thing. Um, all I'm going to say about that, because this is a lovely minute that helps me not think about that, because I'm too busy being distracted by this character. So it's all it's all good. This this character, who's not creepy at all, although she can apparently walk through doors and knows things that she shouldn't know and isn't explained at all and maybe lives here. Oh, God. Kitty Pride right. Minute. Uh, that'd be better. I'd be down with that. Kitty Pride is fine. I think. Now I'm thinking about X-Men. There are some questionable things in those as well, but it depends on what you, um, which storylines you follow. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go watch old movies with commercials while reading my X-Men comics. Reliving my youth. How about you, Mike? <laughs> You ready to get out of here? You ready to take a nap if you wish? <laughs> I, I will have a nap if I'd like. <laughs> uh, there is no uh, X-Men Minute on uh, Movies by Minutes. No X-Men movies have been covered. I'm... They're not part of Marvel Cinematic. No. They're their own... They're very definitely not yeah. part of Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. Um, I love those movies even when they're bad. I still watched them many, many times, but as we've established, I watched more TV movies than I should. Um, X-Men was like what got me into comic book movies, so I have a soft spot for it, regardless of sequel quality. Um, and X-Men is great, but I do wonder if that would fall under the good movie that doesn't work well in the minute-by-minute minute format. You know what I mean? Because there'd be so... There'd be a lot to talk about just because there's so much with characters, but even then, like... Because I tried to get into reading... I I was joking. I don't have X-Men comics because I tried to get into reading the comics because I went home from X-Men and was like, What was that? That was awesome! And hopped on the internet and found a really good website with all the different characters and storylines and within like 20 minutes I was already confused because people were underwater but also in space and time traveling and in bubbles and it was very weird very quickly and yeah X-Men is one of those universes where there's so much going on in that universe that you think like oh well Every time you see a character, you'd have a ton to talk about in the podcast because you could just talk about that character. Where would you even start? Like, even a passing, like, a student in a class who doesn't even have any lines could be, like, a two-hour show on that character's backstory. You thought this movie was weird. <laughs> oh, well... Oh man, I'm trying to come up with the wolf, Wolverine Wheelers. He'd hang out with them. He'd be fine. <laughs> uh, but we're not there yet. Sorry, I keep mentioning Wheelers, but because we're gonna get there. Um, but I, I think you should take a nap if you like. Have a nap if you wish. 
whatever stern inflection you would like to give that line, go for it. Head on over to returntoozminute.com. Take a look at Oz Minute on Twitter, on Facebook. Check out The Flying Sofa. Which is our listener society. <laughs> yes, it's not our, it's not our sofa. Uh, and come back tomorrow and all the days in the future so that someday you will get why it's called The Flying Sofa. Weog. Tiog. Piog. Piog. <laughs> you gotta start adding him in sometimes. I miss him. <laughs> Not that our impressions aren't wonderful, obviously. <laughs>